this can't be it. Like this can't be the relationship God has for me. This can't be the life I am in my mom's basement. Mm. Like I dropped out of school because Mm. of the pain and things that were, that were happening. And I was just like, this cannot be the life Mm. that you wrote for me. Mm. Um, And when I realized that I began to envision more when you discover that you are a King's kid, you cannot live life the way a slave or a servant would. You just can't. Welcome to Things Hoped For, an odyssey between hopes and realities. This podcast will explore and exercise the vehicle of faith to help us understand how to get to our destination. Where are we going, you ask? Well, to the land that God promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. So, are you ready? Man, it's three o'clock. It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock. Y'all know what that means. It is another episode with Things Hope For. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I have a special guest. I adopted her as my big sister, which is great because, like, I'm the big sister of my family. So <laughs> it's good to have a big sister. And I'm sister. an only child. So, really? I didn't know yes. that. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, We have today. Akis, she is big sister. She is my mentor, mentor friend. Like, she's everything. She's everything. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm going to go in. I'm going to ask the three questions. And it's going to be fantastic. But um, what's your name? Where are you from? (laughs) What city are you repping? I am Akis Forsyth from the one and only Baltimore City. Mm -hmm. Um. West side only. Okay. West side all day. Okay. However, my husband would beg to differ because he's from the east side. Okay. I've lived in the east side the majority of my adulthood, so uh-huh. I'm not sure if I can still rep the west, <laughs> but I try. Um, born and raised in Baltimore. Went to school, elementary, middle, yeah. high school, even college in Baltimore. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> is that like, are you like on the side with our pastor because he was born and raised in Baltimore? Or like I don't know what side. Your pastor is a county bumpkin. He is a- <laughs> <laughs> He is straight from Randallstown. Okay. That is not necessarily this is, y'all don't Baltimore. ride the same. I'm talking about White Lock City. Okay. Like Penn North. Okay. <laughs> and I'm shaking my head. Joy I don't Park. know what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> Lake Drive. That's where I'm from. So. All right. All right. No, rub it. <laughs> I can't even. No I offense just, to I, my pastor. I love him yeah. dearly. <laughs> I fake I fake claim PG mm. just because I'm here. I love you guys, though. Still love you guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, cool. So straight into it. Mm-hmm. Three random questions. Let's get to know you. What's something that made you smile this week? Mm. Um, I think... Any time that I get to spend with my babies, any time that I get to spend with my kids is going to make me smile. I think that this week was super tough because of Mother's Day. Yeah. Mother's Day was tough this year. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why. Um, I lost my mom in 2007. Um, And so just having Mother's Day, just being able to have my girls home, they yeah. go to boarding school. So being able to have them home, yeah. being able to spend time with my with my son. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I get to spend with them makes That's me smile. Beautiful. For sure. 
That's beautiful. How many kids do you have? So, brace yourself. I have five children. <laughs> five I lovely love children. <laughs> Two I adults. And um, three who are under 18, but yeah. would probably beg to differ. Um, yeah. And I love every one of them. I, I remember when you had shared that. Okay, so backstory, right? So Keith led this group. Um, it was about career development. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that was one of her groups that really helped me when I was um, just rethinking through my resume and stuff. And honestly, just career path and things. Because that was at the time. I did the Scrum Master. My mm-hmm. Scrum Master teacher wasn't really helping. So mm-hmm. I really thank God for your group. And I remember I was like, wait a minute. I actually really high key love this girl because she like embodies like where I want to go. I Aww. I like I want six kids. <laughs> I'm a whisperer so well, y'all don't. Well, was an only child, right? And right. I think that does something mm. to you for some reason like mm. wanting to have a big family, yeah. wanting to, you know, have that closeness yeah. with people. Yeah, it was tough growing up being the only one. Yeah. My mom took me everywhere. So that was like, <laughs> like I was around friend. so many adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a shame. But um, yeah, when I was around kids, I just other like peers, I yeah. just loved it. Yeah. And I wanted siblings so badly. Yeah. And so I didn't want that for them either. Right. Um, And by my mom, you know, dying early. Yeah. And me being the only one, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, if something ever happens to me, yeah. I don't ever want them that. to be by themselves. Yeah, so. I feel that. <laughs> it's the same for me. Like, I, I just love I'm, I am from a big family and mm-hmm. I just love like me and my siblings will do sibling piles all the time where we literally just sleep on top of each other. It's hilarious. Yes. So just, and I'm like. Yeah, I think I want to continue that. So that is amazing. So I was like, I wasn't scared when you said you had five. I said, Oh my gosh, she has five. <laughs> Check. <laughs> she she also gets that. Check. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so what is a moment in um your life that would be the perfect soundtrack to you? I think I'm crazy. You know that song? Yes. I think I'm crazy. Okay, okay. All right. Crazy. I have to make sure you Yep. There you go. Um Okay. Marriage. Oh my really? gosh. Marriage is probably the most difficult thing mm, mm. that I've ever had to experience. <laughs> Shout out to anybody who like perfect marriage is like <laughs> you don't experience marriages. that <laughs> at all. Yes. Like, you know, Social 18 years booed up, like that right, whole thing. Right. It has been hard mm. to like unify with a person who is not you. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. difficult unify with someone who's not you yeah mm. i love i love my husband yeah. dearly but we definitely are very different people mm. and so sometimes yeah i'm like wait is it me am right. i crazy, am I crazy? <laughs> what is happening right now and most of the time i i am like yeah it's me i'm the problem but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's not right. and sometimes you're like wondering yeah so definitely marriage mm. we'll talk about that a little bit more. yes and <laughs> I, and I actually that's actually a topic i want to talk about maybe later on the podcast because i always feel like when marriage comes up granted this was a, this was a special this was a special question but i'm like we are always describing marriage as difficult mm-hmm. and so I'm, i mean and there's obviously truth to that it's not like there's not truth to that um but i'm but i think someone too so i'm a very i'm, I'm a romantic Same. so so in my head i'm like <laughs> hear about all the other stuff whatever but i think it's good to be sober minded and be like listen this thing that you stepping into 
You are unifying with someone who is not you. That's a t-shirt. Oh my gosh. That's a book title. It is difficult. <laughs> it is difficult. Yeah. And you want those feelings, those yeah. goosebumps, those butterflies to yeah. last forever. Yeah. But let me tell you. It's work. Yes. Yeah. It's work to keep yes, it. Yes. Very much so. Mm. We'll All right. We'll get into that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Last but not least. If you could interview any of your favorite childhood cartoon characters, who would it be and what would your interview be about? Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> a good question. So why did Woody Woodpecker come in my mind first? I have no idea I why. I forgot about him. <laughs> wow. Wait, do you... I know, Seriously, I do, you I know, know about I him. Know, I know who you're okay. talking about. Did I watch him? No, but I do know who you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Woody Woodpecker came to mind, Bugs Bunny, and mm-hmm. then He-Man and Dennis the Menace in that order. Oh, man. I'm like, He-Man, I don't know if that, I don't know. I don't know if I know that one. He-Man, uh, he has the power of Grayskull, um, okay. apparently. Okay. <laughs> um, I loved He-Man. Um. I'm not sure. Let's go with the first one that came in my mind, Woody okay. Woodpecker. Okay. And you asked me, what would I what, ask? What would your interview be about? Mm-hmm. Um, why does he get up so early? Like, does Woody Woodpecker speak English? Like he speaks, <laughs> like he doesn't just what in not this a fantasy? Trip. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Got you. Got in you. In this fantasy, yes. Okay. Um, I believe he was a talking cartoon, but it's been years. Obviously, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but I remember we used to watch it, uh-huh. and then the first time we went to Florida. My cousin and I heard a woodpecker on our window right. of the condo. Right. And we were like eight and we were freaking out. We were like, it's Woody. Oh my gosh. What is happening? We we had no idea we would come down here and meet right. Woody. Yeah. Right. So definitely I'd ask him, like, why does he get up so early? What, yeah. What's the wake up call for? <laughs> gotta get the work what did they say early gotta bird get gets the work. worm yes yeah, that's the reason yes. right there is bread I gotta get that food that's what Woody's saying it's about the hustle for him I'm yeah, just saying that's just what it is it's the Baltimore in him love <laughs> it is he from Baltimore <laughs> So no, I do hear one in my neighborhood though, which is Mm. interesting. Yeah, so there are some. Mm -hmm. There are some in Maryland. All right, all right. No, but that was very interesting. Um, (laughs) now I gotta go back and look up who that cartoon actually really is Mm. and if he speaks English. But Mm. thank you, thank you for letting us into your world. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So, I brought you on today's episode because you and I had a conversation before, and like where I am currently is like the last episode that I did was a solo episode and it was just, I think just realizing that, oh my goodness, this may be the story. Like, you know, when people are like, you know, okay, when you want to share your testimony, what is your testimony? Like, you know, if you were to give a five minute salvation thing, like, what would you, what would you say? And so I felt like that experience was me like, oh, I think this would be it. Like out of all the things I've struggled with, I think just unemployment for such a long Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. been like, that's the like major thing or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's my story. And being, I think just a creative and marketer minded, I was like, all right, that's the that's the selling point, and like <laughs> that's my way in, you know, like that's that's what everything I now all the books that I think titled have to do something with unemployment because of course I want to be an author one day too, mm-hmm, like, and mm-hmm. I'm like every topic now has to be about that whatever, and so it made me come to this place where I'm like, well, 
is that the end? Like, mm. you know, is this is this story of unemployment the thing that I continue to repeat and continue, you know, like it was just that kind of thing. And so I wanted to talk to you because one, congrats on being a good author. Is, is this you. your first book? Very first book. Yes. Very Woo-hoo. excited. <laughs> It was tough. It wasn't easy. But yes, first book. First book. (laughs) And like, again, you're just your wisdom that you always share with me. I was like, I want to talk to you about this, like, especially since you came out of writing a book. So I wanted to share with you, I think before I get into the questions, I wanted to share Mm -hmm. with you two verses that came to mind as I was just thinking about our conversation. And one of them was um, Hebrews 12, 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and Mm -hmm. let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Amen. And the second one is Luke 9, 62. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. Mm. So while we're talking, I just want to like have like that's in the back of our mind, right? Yeah, those are good. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like it's it's literally it, the two I picked those two verses, or more so, like God revealed those two verses to me because again, just going back to the story thing, which is like, um, is this the starting point? Is it the end point? Is it like you know? And in our conversation, mm. we were talking about um, just endurance too. So before I even get into that, I wanted to ask you. What is the story that you write about in your book? Where's your book? Let me let me go ahead and show you her. Uh, get this book, y'all. We'll, we'll put all of these. It's fantastic. Um, but what is the story that you write about in your book? And can you tell us what it was like writing it? Mm. <laughs> so the book is unapologetically brave. Yeah. Um, there are lots of other adjectives, I think, that could describe it unapologetically, you know, great, unapologetically, mm-hmm. you know, in God, unapologetically loving, just just all of those things. And you asked about the process of writing it. Yeah, yeah. It was arduous. It was... Ooh, arduous. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> because I... So the story that I write about takes place... Um, between September and December of 2001. Mm. And that happened to be when I was writing the book. Mm. So the book mm. was released, I think, um, in January or February online. And then it was just released in March or April oh, wow. of this year. Okay. And so that time, that season has always been especially difficult for me. Mm. Um, And in the early 2000s, when I was going through it, it was difficult to even finish school during the fall semester Mm. because of this season. Oh, wow. Um, Just to give you a little bit of context, my mother passed away in October 2007, Mm -hmm. September to December. My grandmother um, in November of 2007. Um, 2012. Yeah. Um, and then my son, who we have a very kind of strange relationship right now, mm-hmm. now that he's an adult, mm-hmm. his birthday is in October. Mm. And so there's just a lot happening in that season. Yeah. And I think the enemy knows the sensitivity of that mm. time. Mm. And so during that time, things kind of ramp up. Yeah. And so to have to write this story and relive Ooh, during that some of those things during that time wow. was so hard. And I'm grateful that 
Um, I'm grateful that I had a a husband who was understanding of that period and Mm. understanding what writing about that was going to, I guess, trigger. Yeah. Like there was some shaking. There was some loosening of some things that had kind of settled because I was trying to write this story. Mm. I started off writing about the events that lead up to what I'm talking about in here. Uh And God was like, no, you write about that all the time. What, Hmm. how is that going to heal someone? Hmm. I want you to write about your process after it happened. Hmm. I don't want you to talk about the context of what happened before, because what happened before is an entirely different book. Hmm. I (laughs) realized, um, which made it, I think so difficult, but I tried to write about what happened before and God was like, mm, no, no, you're going to write about your process after. Mm. Um, and I was like, God, I'm still going through the process after. Mm. How do I know if I'm healed? How do I know mm. if I'm over this? I don't want to bleed on people, mm. right? I don't yeah. want my open wounds to bleed on others. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm healed when I talk about that part of my life. And he was like, no, you're ready to talk about it. You can Mm. talk about it. You can go through it. Um, And so the story that I write about is just my experience with sexual abuse and sexual assault Mm. um, in my life, particularly during that time and the steps that I take to get over that. And I believe that writing this book was actually, we talk about, you know, was this the end? Was this the beginning? Yeah. I believe it was finally the end. I was able to seal up that chapter mm. um, and use some of the wisdom that God gave me in writing the book to really put into practice mm. this year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this year. So I'm just grateful because I am using um, the techniques and strategies that I put in the book as yeah. well. In like present time. Absolutely. Every day. Oh my goodness. I think it's interesting that you said, um, it's like you were aware that that season, that September to December was like tough for you. I just think that's, that's interesting that God will also call you to write a book Mm, at that time. Yeah. He's like that. (laughs) Okay. At, At what point did you realize? So, okay. So the book is about, well, the chapter that you write in the book which is amazing, guys. It's a book that's actually a, a collective work with mm-hmm. like you and your friends. Mm-hmm. An anthology. Um, that's yep. fantastic. And and so there's a chapter that you write and it's about the the experiences that you had, sexual assault and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember you sharing that like it was also about like reframing um, PTSD. And so yes. I wanted to ask you like on it, like at what point did you see that it even needed reframing yeah and um and why yeah I think that I'm just gonna talk to my you know black brothers and sisters yeah we don't like like the mental aspect of Mm. pain the mental aspect of trauma Mm. we try to avoid that as much as possible you know we grow up 
thinking that we don't need therapy. Mm. Although some people have grown. I'm I'm very proud of folks like in in 2023 yeah. who are like seeking therapy and seeking help. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um because we need that there is nothing wrong. There's no stigma attached to getting help. Yeah. Um talking about your issues, talking through your issues. Um getting help for depression Mm. or any of those things. Um, And I think that because of that stigma, we live with those thoughts Mm. of maybe we're less than what's wrong with me because I do need this help Mm. or what's wrong with me because I can't get over this thing, this traumatic Mm. thing that happened Mm. to you. You were hit by a Mack truck Mm. in life. And nobody is expecting you to get up immediately and walk away from that. Mm. There is some healing that has to take place. And so I think that through the book, I wanted to address PTSD in all its forms. I know that there are, you know, veterans who most likely, you know, kind of identify with it. But there are people who experience trauma in all different kinds of ways Mm. in all different fashions, whether it's from family trauma or dealing with people Mm. or dealing with issues or an event that happened, like people experience trauma and they're walking around with it on their backs, Mm. on their shoulders, like adorning it around their necks, like scarves and they're Mm. speaking to people through their pain and through Mm. their trauma and they're not getting the help that they need. And I wanted to redefine what it meant to have PTSD yeah. in God mm-hmm. um, and what and how he can redefine those letters. Yeah. Um, and so some of the things that I talk about is patience, trust, mm. um, sharing and discovery. Yeah. And patience is having patience with yourself. Yeah. And knowing that um, it's okay not to be okay. Mm. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. Mm. You know, it's okay to even be angry with God about some of these things and to go to him and talk to him about, um, you know, what you feel like you experience and trying to figure out what it was for and what do I do next? Yeah. Um, A lot of times we ignore it and we continue going to church, which is great, (laughs) but we're not dealing with like, the pain that we have inside and we're ignoring it and we're continuing to like do things. And it's coming out every now and then in comments that we make to people. And it's like, "Mm, Mm. you didn't have to say it like that, (laughs) you know, but it's because we're not getting healed. It's because we're not working through the pain that we have. And Mm. so certain things trigger us. We respond in different ways. Mm. Um, And then there's trust and trust in God and trust in the process. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that he reigns on the just and the unjust alike. And so we spend a lot of time asking, why did this happen to me? Mm. Um, As if we're the only person in the world that has trouble Mm. or is going through pain. Um, And what that does is we begin to meditate on that pain and meditate on the why. And it, you know, it poisons our system. It poisons our ability to do what God wants us to do to achieve greatness, Mm. to pursue our destiny because we're so caught up in trying to figure out why this thing happened. And so trusting God um, and allowing that faith to really work 
Um, one, I think the pastor said it today, like count it all joy when yeah. you experience divers, yeah. you know, trials and tribulations, yeah. knowing that that will work your patience and your faith yeah. and your long suffering. Yeah. Um, then there are sharing, mm-hmm. which is just like, find somebody you can talk to and trust. Yeah. We are so independent these mm. days. We want to mm. be independent. God has not made us to be independent from people. Yeah. He looked at Adam That's and he good. was like, it is not good that yeah, man is alone. Mm. You need someone in your corner. You need a friend, someone you can trust, someone yeah. you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You have God, but you need a person. Yeah. You need a flesh and blood person. And that's yeah. what God has called us to be for one another. Yeah. You know, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. So, um, I think that's the sharing part. And then the discovery is what you're mm. talking about, which mm. is like, what's next? Is this the end of my chapter? Is this yeah. the beginning? Like, where do mm. I go from here? Um, how mm. do I continue to envision more, envision greatness? Yeah. You know, I reached the first vision, but now yeah. how do I, you yeah. know, keep going? Yeah. I think one thing that you said um, really stuck out to me too was the whole meditating on the pain part. That's where these verses stuck out to me because one thing I'm understanding is that God actually gave me a visual as I was driving back home um, when Lot's wife looked back and like she got turned into salt Mm -hmm, or even mm -hmm. this verse that you read it and it sounds so harsh like, God, if we look back, we're not fit for the kingdom. Like, Mm. what do you mean? (laughs) And um, and as I was driving, you know how you're driving, of course, you have your mirror that helps you to look back. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like it's like God was saying, why do you think they created that mirror there? Right. Mm. Because before that mirror was there, I bet you people <laughs> like doing yep. all of that, like, like before that, you know, even before the reverse cameras that we have now, you would have to look all the way back. And, and you're risking your life when you do that. Mm. And you're risking the life of other people. Amen. So like looking back is actually a danger. And and they put that mirror in front now in front of you. And even when you look to the mirror to That's look good. back, it's it's supposed to be a glance. Yeah. You're not supposed to meditate <laughs> on it. So that's what like came up when you were sharing that. And, and that's why I believe Jesus said it in that way, because it's like anytime you look back, it's taking you away from looking forward. Mm. And the longer you look back, you're you are literally endangering yourself and endangering those around you. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask, was there, though, a, like a moment in time where or a thought process that had that switch where it's like, you know, you shared like, I don't I don't want this to be like my only story mm. or like, where did you what was it that you were going through that you were like, no, this needs to be reframed for me or mm. else. I'll die know. in it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'll die in it. Definitely. I'll, I'll drown in it. Like mm. all of those things where I thought I just knew and always held on to even through the pain that there was something more for mm. me, that oh, God goodness. has something more for yeah. me. Um, you know, we, God is a supernatural God. And if you are his child, yeah then you have some supernatural abilities. Yeah. Um, and this idea of normal can't be the same. That mm. also has to be redefined. Mm. Mm. Um, and so when you're talking about what's normal, what I thought about is when you're talking about what is normal for 
someone like you and me who lives in America, that's different than what's normal for someone who lives in the Sudan or the Philistine or the Phila, um, or I'm sorry, what is (laughs) Philippines? Philippines. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Um, the Philippines or, you know, even Europe, right? What's normal for them is different because their context is different. Yeah. And so I think when we're talking about normalcy or or greatness or potential as it relates to someone who has not yet accepted Christ, mm. that looks different from what Ooh. normalcy looks like for someone who has accepted That's Christ. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We are children of the most high. Yeah. You mm. know, and you would not expect a child of the most high or a child mm. of the king to live mm. like a servant or a slave. Yeah. Um, and so I think when when you're in God, it's not even, you know, it's not even um unnatural to do some of the things that we do. Mm. It looks unnatural to the world. Yeah. Because they're looking at it through their lens mm. of what's normal. Yeah. And they may call you crazy for right. pursuing some of the things that you do or right. trying to be great in the ways that you are. And I think that's what I experienced when I realized that I was wallowing mm. in muck, like mm. kind of like the prodigal son. When I realized that that's what I was doing, I yeah. was like, wait, I'm a King's kid. Wow. This can't be it. Wow. Like this can't be the relationship okay. God has for me. This yeah. can't be the life I am in my mom's basement. Mm. Like I dropped out of school because Mm. of the pain and things that were, that were happening. And I was just like, this cannot be the life Mm. that you wrote for me. Mm. Um, and when I realized that I began to envision more. Yeah. And I began to see myself in more and meditate in more and affirm myself for more. And I went after those things. Mm. Um, and I think when you discover what God has for you, when you discover that you are a king's kid, yeah, you cannot live life the way a slave or a servant would. Ooh. You just can't. Yeah. It's just like you are exposed to a different type of perspective and right. you just can't even. Yeah. Your think vantage the same. point is different. Oh, come on. That's good. Um, and it leads me to something that you shared with me. By the way, thank you for sharing that book with me. Uh, the book that you shared with me, Outwitting the Devil. Isn't it so Child. good? Listen. I have it like, I, it's already in my Amazon, about to order. But that one, like I one that you shared with me, I literally have been telling everybody about it. Um, and let me see if I can reiterate what it is that you said. So what what the author in that book wrote about was um actually no no you no you tell us what it is that you shared with me and then what's the why why did that stick out to you yeah so you're talking about what he said about the enemy yes yes yeah Mm -hmm. um and so what i perceive from what he said um is and and just to give a brief synopsis the book is about um the book was actually written in 1920. Oh my gosh. And they were afraid to publish it oh and it gosh. didn't get published until 2011. So basically this what? guy who had an encounter, yeah. um, this guy who was already great and already fantastic from, yeah. from what I read 
in the book, he had a special connection with God Mm. to the point where he was hearing, you know, Holy Spirit, give him guidance and commands and things were happening Mm. and moving in his life. Mm. Um, And one night he had an encounter with the devil Mm. and somehow in this interview, Mm -hmm. the enemy had to divulge everything in truth, in honesty, without hmm. leaving back anything, hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, because <laughs> you under somebody else's command, too, so. Right. Yep. Um, and so in this in this interview, he had to, like, answer every question. Mm-hmm. He was not allowed to. If, wow. if, he, ans- if he asked it, he had to answer wow. it. Wow. Um, and throughout this book, the devil is like, Satan is like threatening him the oh entire time. Mm-hmm. If you make me answer this question, I will literally destroy you. I will take away your fame. Your your name will mean nothing. Like mm. he was threatening him the entire time. And the guy was like, yeah, thanks. Go ahead and answer the question. Um, which <laughs> Come on. Come on. By the way, um, so thank you for that. Um, here's my question though. <laughs> what? Come on, bonus. Right. Um, oh my gosh. And he was like, you know, thanks for that. And but what's funny is he still didn't publish the book. Right. But I believe his wife didn't want him to publish it. Yeah. Yeah. So out of respect for her, he didn't do it. And so they waited until she passed away and the final and the family finally gave wow. permission to wow. publish it. So anyway, in this book the passage that you're talking about Mm. is when he is talking about um, Satan is an angel. Yes. Yes. Um, And the Bible says that man was made a little lower than the angels. Yeah. And so as we are going up against Satan, and I probably say this during every scary movie, I'm like, go to church, please. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what are you doing the first day? First day you hear something, go to church, please. Period. Period. Um, Go find out yourself. (laughs) Clearly, no. no. You cannot fight this thing yourself. We're talking about a supernatural being. Yeah. Um, Mm. And so the enemy being an angel and we being a little lower than the angel, we by ourselves will not be able to fight and win against mm-hmm. the enemy. Mm. That's just is what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's Bible. Yeah. Um, but God said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Meaning the enemy is not the same as you, right? Yeah. It's not going to be a regular fight. Mm. We wrestle against, wrestle against principalities, right? Right. Rulers of the darkness of this world, yeah. spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, talking about the enemy. Therefore take on the whole armor yes. of God. Yeah. Right. And so we are able to fight because we have, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God, that yeah. Trinity mm. is the reason why we're able to battle against um, the enemy's tactics, the the fiery darts, the yeah. things that, that come against us. We're not able to take on those things ourselves, yeah. um, but with our loins girt about with truth, with mm. the shield of faith, yeah. with the breastplate of righteousness, yeah. with all of you know our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Yeah. Um, and even after he named all of those things, he said, praying constantly. Yeah. You're in constant communication um, with the lieutenant, yeah. with God. Yeah. What, what's next? What yeah. are we doing? What do you see from your vantage point? Yes. Where do I go? What do I do? Um, and so, yeah, if we can remember that God has given us 
the power, all the power that he has, yeah. we have, mm. but we can only have it if we stay connected with him. Mm. If we stay yeah. in him. Yeah. Um, when we start operating on our own, yeah. that's when the enemy, you know, yeah. finds loose cracks and you know places where he can come in because we're doing it on our own we have to stay connected with God yeah and I think that's so important because just to your last point of like how you recognized it was it was because of what you knew about about Jesus and the promise that you knew through him that gave you hope to even want to redefine your um experiences in the past and I think it's I think it's so beautiful that like that's what continues even just like what you shared about that book stuck out to me because another thing that you shared was there are so many things that we don't get access to that is already given to us that God has mm-hmm. already like it's in a savings account. All you need to do is just bring it out, but you don't know to, and you don't know to because you don't know God. And, um, you were sharing that, like you you were like the, the devil in the book is like, Oh, I don't have to, there's only, it's only 1% of people like you. you. Everybody else. I don't have to worry about, um, because (laughs) nobody is, nobody's using the authority of the, their words. Nobody's using the, the, uh, the authority to step over, um, snakes and scorpions because mm. they don't know the authority that and they you have. you can crush them, know. the Bible there says. You, go. you crush them yeah. because of the power that I have given you, because yeah. of the power of the Most High that lives in us. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't tap into that. Yeah. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. Um, there is so... It's a natural law yeah. that those things that we think Mm. will be manifested for us. That's a natural law that exists for people who have accepted Christ. It exists for people who haven't accepted Christ. It's just a principle. Right. It's It's just a natural Mm -hmm. law like gravity. Um, And so once you understand that your thoughts can be made manifest, Mm. then what are you doing? Why, why are you still meditating yeah. on things that don't line Come on, up there with goes God? that past. Exactly. Oh, that's Why so are you good. still meditating on things that, that are not like so him? Good. You need to meditate Jesus. on things that will get you to the next level. Yeah. Um, Ooh, because that's what God future. says. What's ahead of you. What's ahead of you. Mm. What's that vision for the future? He's already given us the power. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that book, he talks a lot about drifters. Mm. Um, yeah. And the enemy's like, yeah, most people are drifters. Like most people mm. just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Whatever happens, they don't have definiteness of purpose is what the enemy called it. My goodness. When you have purpose, when you have a place to go. Yeah. Um, and you and you have the guidance for how you're going to get there. The yeah. enemy can't touch you. Yeah. Uh, he literally said anybody who has definiteness of purpose cannot be overtaken by any strategy or tactic that I have. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I received That's that. It. That's yep. it. Wow. Purpose, vision, determination. Wow. That's that That's looking it. ahead. That's that yep. looking ahead. So you've been looking ahead. You published this book. 
You have a company, okay? Um, in addition to her job, y'all, her nine to five, she has another con- uh, consulting company, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was another thing that too inspired me. I was like, the girl is out here doing it. She has a company. She's making money. You know, she has a book. Um, and you're and you have your drive to look forward to go after the things that God has promised you has also caused calamity in your home, in your family, mm-hmm. in your marriage. I think it's really like what the pastor was saying today is like you have one foot in the valley and you have one foot in the mountain. Mm-hmm. And even through the book that you shared, I can sense that my goodness, the, the author himself was, was not scared, maybe not for himself, but more so like his family around him. Absolutely. Like, because publishing this book would be that step forward would be that, you know, again, chasing yeah. after all that God has for you. So with where you are, especially with the trials in your marriage, how do you even like, why haven't you said, you know, <laughs> you know, chasing enough of all of this is this is too much. Like the enemy's attacking me here. He's attacking me there. Like what? Why keep going? Hmm. We all have a choice, Mm. right? We all have a choice to be stagnant, to stay where we are. Yeah. And most people choose that. Yeah. We, there is, there is a genuine fear of, um, I wouldn't even say failure or inadequacy. Mm. I think it's fear of success to be honest. Mm. Like it's fear that, Mm. oh my God, this could work and then I'd be responsible for it. Mm, right yeah fear of the burden of the next level fear Mm. of what it takes to get to the next level Mm. right I think of the the bible story of James and John Mm. where their mom approached (laughs) Jesus and was like listen (laughs) I have my babies here right (laughs) say hi Hi, (laughs) (laughs) um so Jesus What is it going to take (laughs) to get my babies to be at your right hand? And Jesus didn't scold her. Yes. Right. Jesus wants us to be great. God wants us to be great. He wants us to reach our full potential. He was just like, okay, so you want to be great. Mm. What are you willing to drink? Mm. What are you willing to experience? Mm. What are you willing to feel? What are you willing to carry? Yeah. In order to get that. Um, the cup is going to be bitter. Yeah. Mm. Right. The cross is going to be heavy. Mm. So if you want it, great. I'll save a seat for you. Yeah. But it's not going to be just like walk up and take your, take your seat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think that people weigh those options Mm. and a lot Mm. of times people choose to avoid pain. Yes. They're Mm. very pain avoided. Um, Mm. And not only that, they look at you, it creates a dissonance, Mm. right? When you are pursuing greatness and I'm not, Mm. I have two thoughts. Mm. Either Mm. something is wrong with me because Mm. I'm not pursuing greatness or something is wrong with you because you are. Mm. Most people choose something is wrong with you. Mm. So what you'll get is... You'll get discouragement. You'll get, why are you doing this? You'll get like, what's the, what's the point? It doesn't take all that. Mm. Like you don't need to, why can't you just be satisfied with where you are? Like Mm. you'll, you'll get that 
when you are connected or tied with someone who doesn't necessarily want to change, want oh the same goodness. things, yeah. want greatness. Yeah. And you'll experience that because they have dissonance in their own brains of yes. just like, either it's me or you and it can't be me. Right. Cause or, I'm okay. or maybe I don't even want like, first off, I don't know how to look at me. Mm. And it's like, and it's like, no, there's no problem with me. Nope. There can never be a problem with me. There's I think, no, I think there's no introspection. People in general have, there are more people who have an, a problem with being self-reflective than they than there are who are really good at it. Yeah. So like mirror versus yeah, window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So it's gonna be it's gonna be you before it right. is it's gonna be me. Right. Like yes, absolutely. Mm. Most wow. people choose the window um, before they choose the mirror. Wow. Um, which means I can speak on what you're going through. I can speak on where you are mm. before I'm ever willing to like. Look at me and fix anything that's happening with me. And so, yeah, you, Mm. you know, that greatness is, it takes heart. It takes bravery. It takes perseverance. It takes long suffering. And everybody's not going to do that. Which I think is why in the book, he was like, yeah, only 2%. Right. Oh, my goodness. 2% choose that narrow road. Yeah. You know, most people mm. avoid wilderness. We saw it with the children of Israel. Yeah. They were like, nah, God, I'm good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Maybe next good. Time. I'll be, I'll continue to be a slave. Like when we were a slave, we were getting meals. We had a place to stay. Mm. Why are we here? Yeah. Why are we here pursuing purpose? Mm. Why are we here pursuing greatness? Yeah. Um, and God was like, you're right. Why are you here? You yeah. can stay here until, until your children come. <laughs> That's true. He's like, why are you here? So yeah. yeah. So they can, you know, receive yeah. the fruit of that land. Um, even Moses mm. who was the leader and brought them out, um, ultimately didn't get to go in because of his frustration. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, people choose to be yeah. complacent. They choose mm. normal, mm. what they feel like their definition of normal is. So I want to, what have you learned and how are you handling um, going after purpose in a household and an environment which you can't flee from, but like that is opposite from where you're going because I I definitely as you were speaking I'm just envisioning myself and I'm looking at my my sister because we and I have uh conversations actually a lot of our siblings where of course we love our parents love our parents they're fantastic but I think um I think as a creative you have like a God sprinkled like a little bit of like risk taker Mm -hmm, in us you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so um there are I I literally like I, I live with my parents so I'm in an environment where it, though they are believers too, and they're very strong believers, it's just some things God is sharing with me that is hard in that environment mm-hmm. for them to kind of also have Absolutely. faith for. So it's in your marriage, it's in my family, regardless, it's in, it's in a close proximity to you. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know, how are you, how are you handling that right now? Yeah. I think that when you have that type of calling on your life, God is always doing something that feels and looks unusual to others. Mm. Um, 
I a little bit about you talked about the business earlier. Yeah, the business is uh, Odyssey Alliance. Yeah, I started the consulting group in August, right before our group mm-hmm. of 2022. Nice. So it's not even. I didn't a year even old. know. Yeah, I didn't know it was yep. that new. Okay, I literally just um, wow. filed articles of for the business. So yes. um, not long after that, and I also knew it was time for me to move and get another job. Mm-hmm. And the, the the catalyst for the group was like, I'm going to be looking for a job. Why yeah. not help others who are also looking mm, for a job? Oh, wow. Um, and we can do it together. And yeah. we can encourage one another and give one another tips and tricks and strategies. Yeah. God has something else planned. And so little did I know that I, it felt like I was the only one that could not find a job. That's mm. what it felt like. Mm. Child, I know your testimony I was, is I was similar. Like, I was right there with you. <laughs> I know yours <laughs> I know is similar. Um, mm. And so the enemy was just, yeah. you have this career development group. Mm. You can't even get an interview. Mm. You can't even find a job. Yeah. How are you going to talk to these people about being encouraged? Do you feel encouraged? <laughs> are, you, are you okay with like waking up, having put in hundreds of applications? Oh yeah. It was a constant battle, and every Wednesday I had to come back mm. and look at you all and be like, you can Jesus. do this. Yeah. God has a purpose in store and a plan for your life. Yeah. We are going to do this together. Um, and it got to the point where, and I think I shared this testimony a little bit with you, God was like, every time you want to apply for a job, yeah. I want you to put that energy and effort into your business. Mm. Mm. Um, I even made a reel about it because I was like, mm, is this like, is this what you want me to do? Right. Are you serious about right. this? Like, I'm not going to apply for anything. <laughs> How am I going to get a job if I'm not going to apply for anything? Right. Um, and my job was okay. It's just that we, there was no room for growth. Mm. I knew I wasn't going anywhere mm. in that job. And I knew I wasn't truly allowed to do um, the job that I was even hired to do because there was a lot of uh, handholding. There mm. was a lot of um, leadership uh, creep, I guess. Mm. They were, <laughs> you know, kind of infiltrating projects and, you know, taking things away and mm. not letting you be fully responsible and accountable. Mm. And so it was producing some imposter syndrome in me of just mm. like, I have this position in this title yeah and I want to actually do the work right and so then there was those thoughts and ideas that were trying and you got to understand that I would venture to say 50 percent of the thoughts you have are not your own Mm. we think that they're ours yeah we think that they're originating from us but they are the voice of family they are the voice of friend they are TV, television, they're the voice of the enemy. There are things that we've read and glanced by and saw a lot Mm. of our thoughts that come in our head are not, are not our own. And so we have to train ourselves to rethink, Mm. um, which is why you do affirmations, which is why you spend time meditating, um, and, and training your thoughts to be a certain way. That's so good. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I was having those thoughts coming into my head of like, you know, you're, you can't even do this job. Now you want to be like a Ooh. higher leader. It was tough. It was very Ooh. tough, yeah. but I was obedient mm. and I stopped applying for jobs. Yeah. 
which was difficult. Oh mm. my gosh. <laughs> it was difficult. Yeah. Um, I kept seeing great positions. I kept seeing yeah. things come in. Um, but every time I wanted to, I would go to my website and fix something. Wow. I would figure out what my social media strategy was going to be. Wow. I would, um, figure out how to build up my contact list. I was, I was doing all of these different mm. things. Um, at the same time, mm. September through December, I was writing this book. Wow. And so, so many things were happening <laughs> during that time. Um, it was tough. And in December, remember it was after Christmas. Yeah. I got my first contract. Yeah. Right. I, someone reached out and I did a proposal, um, and I got my first contract and I was like, oh my God, is that <laughs> business is happening? Oh my gosh. Right. Um, and I was so glad, but I was still on a job where I felt like it was a dead end. Mm. Um, and then I got a message on LinkedIn mm. and this lady was like, I think I have the perfect job for you. Mm. Let's have a conversation. Here's the job. Let me know if you're interested yeah. and we'll talk. Yeah. And I read the the thing and I was like, oh, my God, is this how it happens? Right. God, <laughs> this is how God is You're moving. Right? <laughs> no, for real. Because he's doing it. Oh, finally. my God, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I met with her and then I didn't hear from her. Mm. And it went dark. Mm. And it went dark for maybe three or four weeks. And I reached out and she was like, yeah, the position, they're a little further ahead than I thought. Mm. That position's not, they've already started interviewing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God. <laughs> and um, oh my goodness. I reached back out to her and I said, well, if you don't find someone in the current pool, yeah. know that I'm still interested. Yeah. And she was like, great, that's good to hear. I'll keep you in mind for other things as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like Joseph in the, mm. like, mm-hmm. keep me Forgotten. in mind. Right, right. Don't forget me, guys. <laughs> when you get Remember, you, you talk to me like this is what I do, yeah. you know, uh, type of thing. And, and another month went by and she reached out again. Wow. And she was like, this other position has come up. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be really good for it. You know, I still wasn't applying for jobs. Yeah. So like this was my only lifeline. And I yeah. was like, OK, is, is it happening? Right. I was a little leery because it would happen before. Yeah. Um, But it panned out. And after six interviews, mm. I was offered the position, a position that I did not apply for. Somebody better grab that. <laughs> Somebody better grab that. I already grabbed it. So if you need that, you go ahead and grab that. that. I did not apply mm. for. And mm. so, Thank you, Lord. you know, I understand the God in that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people that I talk to understand the God in that. For some reason, my husband was like, why are you leaving? Yeah. <laughs> he did not understand, like, why mm. I was leaving my current position. And so... Um, there's been that, but I was going to say, I think that when God is doing something special in your life and you have a vision for the future that is not shakable and is always 10 steps ahead of where you are, people tend to want you to find your place and sit down. Mm. Come on. Just like Mm. find a seat. Mm. You can sit anywhere. Like you can be great. You can sit on a stage just find a seat. Mm. But when you are, for me, this is how it manifests. 
God does some things. I get, I do something and then he's like, okay, now I want you to do this. Yeah. And so now I got to get up and go find another seat. And they're like, just sit down (laughs) and stay still. Right. Stay still. Stay still. (laughs) And I think that that's, that's the conflict of Mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. Some people are, are okay with where they are. Yeah. And, you know, it may make them feel uncomfortable for you to mm. be moving. Mm. You know, there are people who stay on jobs for 20 years and yeah. don't move. And there is nothing wrong with that because yeah. that's your, that's your calling and that's your place Yeah, for me. Um, and I think for people like you, yeah. it's just a little different. There is yeah. an unorthodox nature to the way that we're moving in the world yeah. and it makes people uncomfortable. And yeah because of that there's going to be some tension of just like you know how you're sitting next to someone and they just keep moving <laughs> yes and you just keep still please right, right please stop moving yeah um yeah i think that's what it is it's just like mm. i just want you to be settled yeah um which is fine but and i can be settled on this new level until i'm not yeah until yeah. the waters start troubling again yeah. and god is like all right i need you to like Move. get up yeah and go somewhere else um yeah so mm. i think that we are trying to find our footing with that with all mm. the change and yeah. i think when a lot of change happens in any relationship it can become difficult. Yeah. Um, my husband has been very supportive of everything that I've done. I think that he's like, okay, we're 42 now. <laughs> you're, you're starting a new job. You're like starting a business. You're talking about moving. Right. I like, I just want to be settled. Right. Why do we have to keep moving? Yeah. When are we going to be at peace? Mm. Like, and I think it's similar Again, to the Israelites in the in the wilderness yeah. of just like, can we just go can home? Can we just rest? Like, dang. <laughs> it's like the ones who was like, you know what? Y'all going to the promised land. We're going to be over here. Right? This is good can for us. Can we just rest? Like, I just want to be still. Yeah. You know, and God's like, no, I got, I need you to go somewhere. I mm. need, I need a, you know. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm. I relate to that so much. I mean, I'm not married yet, praying praying to be, but <laughs> but I do think that for anybody who's in a situation where like there's just relationships, like there's even some friends I've been talking to this week where it's like their friends group, you know, like whatever environment that mm. you're in that like you are the only one who's challenged to go. One thing I can say, mm, people don't is, like that. Yeah, no, mm. no. One thing <laughs> who I can do you say, think you are? What? And it's like Sorry, proceed. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I love how, like, union leadership will use the example of, um, I think it's a thermometer. And, like, one of the values that we have is, like, we are environmental architects. Mm. What that means is that we are the one who sets the environment. And eventually people will come up to you. Thank you, not thermometer, thermostat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, people will come up to you. And I think it's, like, you have to just continue to trust in God and be so consistent and know that, like, at some point, they will get to your level. I remember I was reflecting, and um, I love my siblings, like, especially my um, 
little sister Annie, she told me this one time. I think she had said it during my graduation or something. But it also reminded me about my dad and just my relationship mm-hmm. with him. Um, when I was younger, he, like, when I said, hey, I want to be a fashion designer, he was like, bump that. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? And um, he never, like, it was in his words. Mm-hmm. Financially, he was supportive, but it was in his mm-hmm. words. It was in mm-hmm. his actions that mm-hmm. he was very distant mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. Um, from you know, supporting this uh, venture. And I was reflecting one time and I was like, you know, maybe the turnaround of where we are now in our relationship was because I just kept being consistent with that you know Mm. like now we can have conversations we can talk about business we can talk about other things but who's to say that it wasn't because of just that persistence of being like look I know y'all want me in a job and in this and in that and I get it I want to be stable too you know like that is also that's also think I want this life right you know (laughs) but um anyway I say all that to say like just to encourage anybody that's out there who's in this space like just seeing your consistency too and I mean if you take this encouragement from from a single girl but like that like as you continue to go and as you continue to just pursue after God and all the things like it everybody's gonna have to match your level It'll, you'll turn back one day and be like oh like they came along eventually mm-hmm. because you never gave mm-hmm. up and i think to be that visionary is always the hardest because it's mm-hmm. like you it's like why yeah, i gotta be tough. the one to lead it like you know um i i remember like my sister at time like when she she was the one who led us changing churches as a family you know the leader is always going to be the hardest thing but it's your consistency. Like people are always watching. Yeah. People are always watching. So true. So, so the, the consistency which you lead, like it's literally going to set that room. So I definitely believe that for your marriage. I definitely believe that for your family. So yeah. I'm I, glad appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that encouragement. That. Yeah. So I wanted to share this quote with you, which, which just reminded just going back to the whole turning back thing. Mm-hmm, and I wanted mm-hmm. your uh, thoughts on this. So I was looking up, why is it so bad to turn back around? And I mean, just thinking through that verse of like, you know, running as we let let all, all these things go. Um, the the first Hebrews one. So I looked up like runners, like mm-hmm. what happens when a runner turns back? And there's this magazine that literally said um, in 99 percent of race situations, looking back is not a smart idea. Why? Because it sing- signals a negative shift in the mindset of the mm. athlete. When a runner mm. looks backwards, it is typically because they are afraid someone is catching up with them. They are no longer running to win. They're running to avoid losing. Doing so mm. introduces an element of doubt in your own performance that will be hard to shake the remainder of the race. And I was like, okay, that is powerful. Yes. What do you think is the difference between running to win versus running to avoid losing? Hmm. Yeah, I definitely thought about this and mm. I actually don't know that there is a difference. Mm. I think there's a third thing. Ooh, oh, tell us. <laughs> yes, girl. I don't think it's deep. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I do. I think there's a third thing. I think there is running um running at your best, right? Okay. Just running being your greatest, you know, at your greatest potential. Yeah. I think. Um, I think that when you're running to avoid losing and you're running to win, those are the same things because mm. you are still comparing yourself to others. Mm. You are still 
running at a rate that will get you either to win or mm. will get you to be better than the last person, right? Mm. Better than the person that's before you. Yeah. There's still a comparison. And I think that's fine, yeah. right? You want to figure out what that is so that you can beat it and be better. But I think that when you are like, if this is a parable for your life um, and your race with God, I think running at your level of greatness mm. will always be the best thing to do. Yeah. And so when you're not comparing yourself to anyone, yeah. you are doing your top notch speed because that is your top notch speed. Mm. Then you don't have to worry about anything else that's around you at yeah. that time. Um, if the first time you race your top notch speed gets you to the point where two people are in front of you, then yeah. you know you need to work on it. But yeah. you still know that you are running at your top-notch speed. Yeah. You are meeting your capacity. Yeah. Right? Um, and at the same time, I've seen runners... I've seen runners to where if I pick up my speed, mm -hmm. then they'll pick up their speed. Yeah. And so that's when you're running to win. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. I think that's the same as avoiding losing. Mm -hmm. But if you are in a race and you hit out at your maximum and you run at your maximum, yeah. whether you are 20 feet ahead of people or 200 feet ahead of people, mm -hmm. like you are doing what you can do. Yeah. And it's all about you and God yeah. meaning it's all about you and your capacity to win this race yeah. at the time. That's Does good. that make sense? That's good. Yeah. So I think that we need to focus on what it is that we want to do and not how it compares to others. Yeah, that's really good. Um, we can get others in our site. Um, prime example. I always said, I asked my mom once, how much did she make a year? Mm -hmm. Of course this was in the eighties, mm -hmm. right? Nineties, eighties. Um, she said 50,000. Mm-hmm. Bet <laughs> as long as I make 50,000, yeah. I'm winning, yeah, right. Um, and I soon realized that that 50,000 in 2000, you know, five, 2010 yeah. is not the same as 50,000 in 95, <laughs> right, right? Um, and so I had to make a decision is my goal to be better than my parents, mm. or is my goal to be the best that I can be? Mm. And mm, so when I make a decision that my goal is to be the best that I can be according to um, the the skills and talents that God gave me, yeah. then that might mean, you know, 100. Yeah. And then I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, good enough people make $100,000. Yeah. I should be good. But no, what if God said, no, I want you to make 300? Come on. What if God's like, I want to put you in a position where you're making 500. Yeah. I want to put you in a position where you're a millionaire. Come on. Um, then we're like, well, nobody around me has done that. Yeah. I don't see anybody doing that. I don't yeah. know what that looks like. But when you're in God, mm, you good. know, you are not running the race to win or to avoid losing or to avoid being last. You're yeah. running the race according to the greatness that he has put in you. That's really good. Because at some point you may be running the race alone. Right. There is just like you said, there's no one in your right. vicinity. Exactly. So at that point, winning or losing isn't really. Then what happens? It's Do just you keep stop running? That's so good. That's so good. Because nobody's there to compare you. Prime mm. example, my daughter's here mm. and uh, I love her to death, but she is definitely driven yeah. by others. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. 
if I were to put her, the reason why she goes to a private school is yeah. because of just that. Mm. If I were to put her in a classroom where people don't care, mm. then I think that she'd be like, yeah, I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Normal mm. in Baltimore City Public School mm. is not normal in her private Come school. On. Yeah. And so if she's achieving or pursuing normal, yeah. then I have to make sure her normal gotta her environment. I gotta make sure her normal so is where it needs to be. Yeah. Her normal can't be that of the world. Her normal has to be it amongst extraordinary. You're mm. normal amongst extraordinary so that you're where I want you to be. That's so good. we do a lot of comparing. Yeah. But just Fix your eyes on God and he will take you where you need to go and don't stop yeah. because people around you have stopped. Mm. I am the best in my friend group, so I'm good. I can mm. settle. I can rest. That is running to win or to avoid losing. But I think when you're running to be mm. the greatest you can be in God, yeah. then you'll do it despite who's around you. Mm. And I feel like that's the perfect place to just end with this question. When we, in our story, have closed our story and said, okay, well, this this is probably the end. But to God, he's saying, no, that was just the chapter. Like, I still, yeah. I still want us to keep going. <laughs> How have you, and even especially where you are now, continued to, to inspire yourself and walk in the fact that like my story is a catalyst it was never the end I love how you had said in our when we were talking you were like I don't want to be known as the girl who went through sexual trauma I don't want to be known like that's not it for me Mm. so how would you advise someone who might be feeling like okay my story is unemployment but how to use that as a catalyst instead of the end chapter right so the last part of the book is the D, PTSD, mm, yeah. the discovery. Um, and it talks about wanting to make something of yourself, wanting yeah. to be more, wanting to speak to nations. I think it's mm. about the meditation and vision mm. that you have for your life. Um, and it's easy to have a vision and get there and be like, well, I did it. Thank you, God. No, your <laughs> services you, are no longer needed. Right. Like, um, but no, that's not where we stop. And yeah. I think that we, as long as I am breathing, you are not finished. Mm. You are not mm. done. Mm. As long as I have breath, you are not done. Yeah. And so I want to always have a vision in my head of where you want me to go and what you want me to do. And so I'm always asking what's next. Yeah. Even here, it's like, I know my family is like, do you think you'll retire from this job? I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Probably not. Yeah. But, you know, I'm always wanting to know what is next. I want everything God has for me. Everything. Every single thing. I want to lick the plate. That's right. I want want the batter. Mm -hmm. You know, once he puts it in the oven, I want that batter bowl. I want everything that God has for me. So Mm -hmm. I will be collecting it all. So it's not like I'm going to get to a place where I'm full of him. I don't want to ever be full. I want to always be poured into I want to always be pouring out to him and so if I happen to achieve or if I look like I'm going to achieve a vision that I have 
then I'm going to say, what's the next vision? Yeah. What's next? Come on. Where do I go from here? Come on. It's so funny because when I was in pre-K, yeah, I did a play. And I don't remember the play at all. But my mom <laughs> used to always talk about how great I did. Like, I remembered my lines and I remembered everybody else's lines. Uh-huh. And I was like mumbling everybody's lines right. like while I was on stage. Right. <laughs> you know, you like look at someone and they're like saying your lines. Um, one of the lines in there was where where to next king Mm. Mm. and that's the only thing I remember of that play Mm. um and as I grew up I would recall that um and when my mom would my mom and I would be in the car and we would finish errands and I'd be like where to next king and she laughed she'd know what I was talking about um and then when I got married I let my husband in on the secret and so when we'll like do things we've made like five stops I'm like where to next king yeah um I remember one time I didn't say it and he was like where where is it um I think that is the Mm. posture Mm. of my life Mm. (laughs) wait to the end and start right it's okay We've done, you know, you, you've taken me here. You've led me out of this wilderness. You've done all of these great things. You've restored, you know, my marriage and you have, you know, allowed my kids to live their life and you've brought them back and where to next? Mm. What's next, King? (sighs) What's next, King? Where to next? (laughs) Where to next, King? Thank you, girl. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, oh my gosh. Welcome. Get you some tissues. Hello, please. <laughs> Listen. So tell us. Tell this us. It's been great. Thank you so much. Where can we get this book? Where can we support you? Um, I'll drop a link. Okay. Um, And you can go to my website and purchase yeah. your copy of Unapologetically Brave. Yeah. My chapter title is called Redefining PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have experienced any type of trauma, I believe that these four tips and strategies will help you stay or get reconnected with the God of your salvation. Amen. Amen. Girl. Okay. You need to pray us out. I don't know how much time we got left. (laughs) Good. Okay. Um, I, I want to thank you because I remember when I was telling you like why I admire you and why like I wanted you on the podcast. I thought it was so interesting that you, as strong as I see you and as strong I'm like, yeah, that's, say? that's like that she is who I want to be in the next like five years or three to five years or whatever. And you were like, oh my, y'all, this is what's going on <laughs> in my life right now. Like, you, you sure you want to be here? Like, and... To me, I just think it's it's so beautiful how vulnerable you are, how I want to thank you for letting me into your life and just seeing, like, I remember Pastor Stephen's book, um, what he was saying was you want to surround yourself with people who, like, are a visual of where you want to be maybe in the next three to five years and stuff. And so, like, it, I want to know, I want you to know that you sharing with me what's going on it's it helps me paint vision Mm -hmm. it helps like what we're talking about moving forward you're helping me to do that and i just want to thank you so much for doing that i cherish our friendship 
I cherish your love. I cherish your stories. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Aww. All right. Well, pray for us, please. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you giving you all honor, power and glory. You are the Lord of our life and we bow oh, to you, Lord. We honor you for your loving kindness, for your patience with us, for your grace, for your mercy, oh God, for your fruits of the spirit that you've given us, oh God. We thank you for the power and strength that live in us, that rest in us, oh God, that you allow to accompany and adorn us. We thank you Mm -hmm. for the peace, oh God, that you've given us, that passive all understanding. We thank you for the comfort comforter of your Holy Spirit, oh God. We thank you for everything that you offer us, oh God, on a day-to-day basis, oh God, despite us, oh God, despite our flaws, God, despite what we say, despite Mm -hmm. where we go, what we do, oh God, and we ask for forgiveness for those things, oh God. We pray that our thoughts, oh God, come under subjection of you, oh God, that our thoughts come in alignment with you, oh God, and that you begin to allow us to see ourselves the way you see us so god we pray that you change our vision and our sight so that we see others the way you see them oh god and that we're able to show love oh god to the just and the unjust alike as you have asked us oh god we pray for your strength and your power and your greatness oh god and we pray that you give us such a vision for the destiny that you have for us we pray that you give us such a posture to pursue you oh god such a posture to love you, oh God, and to love on your people, oh God, as we go throughout this day, oh God. And we pray that all trauma, all pain, mm. oh God, we pray that all wilderness situations, oh God, are delivered and healed by your blood, oh God, and that you give us a friend, oh God, yes, that you give us a human friend oh God that we can be vulnerable with oh God that can pray for us oh God that can see us oh God when we're out of order that can check us oh God that can bring a word to us oh God when we are not listening to you oh God we pray for that company oh God and we pray that you are always in the midst God for you said where two or three are gathered in your name there you are we want to forever be in your presence allow us to remember to look up and see you we love you, God, and we you, honor Lord. you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us on this month's episode. For more resources to empower your faith journey, check out our website linked in the show notes to find free downloadables, inspirational articles, and much, much more. We'd love for you to be a part of our THF fam. Subscribe to our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your podcast so you don't miss what's next. If this episode encouraged you, share it with someone else or consider supporting this podcast by clicking the donation link in the show notes so that we together can send the message of hope in Christ to those who need hope now. Keep in touch with us on social media at Things Hope For. And until then, see you next month. Love, Nyo Agwe.